Alright, okay, okay, what is up everybody, it's LJ Talks Facts right here, gonna spit some facts like always, of course. Um, we got some more basketball to talk about right here. So bear with me right here, I'm gonna be drinking my coffee and eating my eggs right here. As I'm doing this right here, I just woke up and, you know, I saw a lot of the NBA free agency moves that happened last night. So let's jump right into it, let's not waste any time. Alright, so we'll start with the Philadelphia 76ers, so Dwight Howard... Is signing with the Philadelphia 76ers for a one-year deal, $2.6 million. This was really interesting because Dwight Howard actually said that he was going back to the Lakers on Twitter. That's what everybody was talking about. I was like, okay, that's a good re-signing for the Lakers. But turns out it was wrong. He's going to Philly. So I think that'll be something right there because Philly did lose Al Horford to OKC. So we'll see what this leads to right here, you know. You're throwing him into that lineup with Simmons and Embiid. I think it's going to be good. I think it's a good move for Philly. It is a bad loss for the Lakers, though. Losing Dwight Howard, you know. But I think it's definitely going to benefit Philly. It's a good move. You know, Dwight Howard had a great comeback season with the Lakers. Got to win his first ever championship. He's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about that. You know, he has bounced around from team to team these last few years. But you know what? He's definitely a Hall of Famer. He just is. And he proved that last season with the Lakers. And we'll see how he does with Philly now. Different system. I'll be with Doc Rivers now. So we'll see how that goes. And I don't think Laker fans should give him shit now. It's like he won a championship with them. So he shouldn't give him shit. Let's see what other moves right here we'll talk about. But I think it's a good move there for the uh, for Philly. So here we know that these are the biggest names still on the board for free agency. It's Anthony Davis, Brandon Ingram, Gordon Hayward, and Fred Van Fleet. So we'll definitely see what happens there. I mean, I don't know. Where will Davis sign? That's a big question right there. Who knows? We'll stick with the Lakers right here. They uh, signed Montrez Harrell to a two-year, $19 million deal. So this was something right here. This is a really good signing for the Lakers. After losing Dwight Howard, they signed the six-man of the year, Montrez Harrell. Now that's something right there. And I know they said like the Clippers were very shocked that Harrell signed with the Lakers. I couldn't believe it either. I was like, wow, okay. I think that's a really good signing for L.A. You know, bringing in Montrez Harrell, who's the sixth man of the year this season. He's good. He's a good ball player. You know, that's a really good move. That's a great replacement right there. You know, I'm pretty sure he might still be coming off the bench, but still, like, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll throw him into the mix in the starting lineup. But that's a good signing for L.A., you know. They've made some good moves this offseason, bringing in Dennis Schroeder. And now bringing Montrez Harrell for two years. You know, $19 million, That's not a bad deal right there. I think it's a very, pretty fair deal right there for the Lakers, you know. They want to keep it going. Like, they're just adding more pieces as it goes. You know, they re-signed Jared Dudley to one year. I think it was like $2 million contract. So, or two point five, whatever it was. So, at least that's good. They bring him back. You know, bringing his veteran. Bringing his veteran presence. You know, he had a good season last year for the Lakers. Just a good defensive player. 
but you know with Harold though, I like it. Good signing. Definitely a good signing. They also made another sign. They signed veteran guard Wesley Matthews to a one-year $3.6 million deal. And we know Matthews is going to replace Danny Green. We got traded OKC. And Dennis Schroeder trade. I think that's a really good sign right there, signing Wesley Matthews. You know, we know um, his numbers. You know, when you look at the numbers between him and Danny Green last year, the comparison... They're very identical. Green does have better numbers. But I think Wesley Matthews will have a nice comeback season with, you know, L.A. right here, you know. The numbers are very identical, but Matthews, I think, you know, he's a better defensive player than Danny Green. I think he's going to have a better offensive year than Danny Green with the Lakers. I believe he's going to. What I think it was with Danny Green is there's a lot of pressure on him. You know, there was definitely a lot of pressure on him right there, you know. Especially missing the biggest shot of his life in Game 5, which would have won right there for the Lakers. Except they went to a Game 6. Just imagine if Miami would have came back and won that series because of that. For his sake, thank God it didn't happen. That's all I'm going to say. But bringing in Montrez Harrell, re-signing Jared Dudley, and bringing in Wesley Matthews, you know. It's good moves the Lakers are making right here. And then bringing in Dennis Schroeder in the trade a little while ago. They're making some good moves this offseason. You know, they want to win again. They're bringing in the right pieces. That's what they're doing. You know, Rob Polinka's a really good GM. He really is. We know we saw Magic Johnson praise Rob Polinka last night on Twitter. So it looks like maybe their beef is gone. Like, okay, good. Hopefully. You know, he said Polinka stabbed him in the back with something. When it went on first take, but I guess, I guess they're past that now. So okay, good, and they should be. Okay. All right. So now we saw. We saw Mason Plumley, former Brooklyn Net, sign a three-year, twenty-five million dollar deal with the Detroit Pistons. You know, in my opinion, I've always liked Mason Plumlee, especially when he started his career with the Nets. I think his highlight moment was definitely blocking LeBron James' shot back in April of 2014. It was April 8th of 2014 or April 9th, whatever it was. I remember watching that game right there. That's when the Nets swept the season series from the heat. You know, I remember LeBron's complaint was a foul, you know, whatever it was, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like he had a solid career with the Nets, you know, and he played good with the Nuggets now. I think, you know, he might be the starting center for the Pistons because Drummond, you know, got traded to Cleveland last season, and, you know, and he picked up his option with Cleveland, so he's going to be staying with the Cavaliers, which I'm like, I don't know why he didn't decline. He could have signed with a good team. You could have signed with, like, the 76ers probably, Drummond. Like, that could have been a good signing right there. You'd be on a contender right there with like the 76ers instead of the Cavs who aren't going anywhere this year. Um... But now Plumlee, I always feel like he's been a good, you know, center, in my opinion, you know. I, I loved him on the Nets, though. I thought he was good, you know. Um, I feel like he should have gotten more playing time, like, in the playoffs, in my opinion. Like, I know he was a rookie in the 2013-2014 season when we brought over Pierce, Terry, and Garnett. But I feel like he should have definitely started in the playoffs because Brooke Lopez got hurt, I think, in, like, December. And he was out the whole season. 
You know, instead of putting Garnett at the five, you should have just had Plumlee at the five. Or even when they brought in Jason Collins, they could have put they could have put him at the five. They didn't do that. They just didn't do that in the playoffs. I don't know why they didn't do it. They went they went small in the playoffs, which definitely killed them. Probably if you brought in Plumlee's presence, you know, I know he's a rookie, you know, and you're in that spotlight, but you gotta get your feet wet somehow. That's what I'm saying. But I think it's a good sign for Detroit. You know, we are hearing rumors of like Blake Griffin getting traded. I think he definitely will. You know, it wasn't a good trade to begin with, him going to Detroit. It just wasn't. It just wasn't going to work out for him. It wasn't going to win anything. We did see, uh, speaking of Detroit, you know, Christian Wood, former Detroit Pistons player now because he signed a three-year deal with the Houston Rockets. So three-year, $41 million. And Christian Wood, I think, is a very underrated player, in my opinion. He's very young. He's 25 years old, going into Houston now. You know, he's bounced around from a few teams. He's bounced around from a lot of teams. He's undrafted in 2015. He's been with the 76ers, the Hornets, the Bucks, the Pelicans. And that's he really found himself with the Pistons. That's where he really found himself, you know. But I think he's going to have a good career. With Houston now. So now he's finally getting that big contract right there. And I think he's going to do just fine. Like he really found it with Detroit. I think he's definitely going to be good for Houston. That's a good move, you know. Especially a guy that went undrafted in 2015. He's had some story, you know. And that's always that's always like the, you know, a positive right there. That's always a positive right there, you know. When you go undrafted and then you get that big contract later on. You know that you made it. And he's definitely made it. I think he's going to do good for Houston. And I liked it. It was good. So we see like centers that are still on the board right here to get signed. Serge Ibaka, Marcus All, and Tristan Thompson. So we'll all see where these three guys go. You know, we're hearing rumors that Serge Ibaka is most likely going to go to the Nets. Let's, let's make that happen. Gasol, I heard, but maybe like the Lakers will probably go. And Thompson, I haven't heard anything on Tristan Thompson. Definitely a team will sign him. Definitely a team that's contending should sign him. Um, we'll see what happens there. But here's a big uh, re-sign right here. Or a big extension. Kings point guard De'Aaron Fox signed a five-year, $163 million extension with the Sacramento Kings. And he became the first player this offseason to sign a max contract. I like De'Aaron Fox, 22-year-old right here. He is a good fucking ball player. He is good. I like him on the Kings. You know, I like his game. I like his style. He is a good ball player. And he definitely deserves this. And he's very young, 22, and he's getting that big contract right there. He got paid. He definitely got paid, and that was huge right there, you know. His stats last year were pretty good, you know, 20 points, 20.4 points a game, 6.8 assists per game. You know, he's good. He is a good ball player. You know, the Kings haven't been to the playoffs since 2006, you know. Can they eventually get there, you know? With the whole play-in tournaments right there, probably for the 7th and 8th seed, you know, the Kings just got to keep fighting right here. But I think it's a really good, it's a really good contract right there for him. 
Alright. We saw Jordan Clarkson sign a four-year, $52 million contract with the Utah Jazz. And, you know, Jordan Clarkson, in my opinion, I think he's one of the most underappreciated point guards in this league. I truly believe that. And he has been on a couple teams, you know, the Lakers, the Cavs, and now Utah. He was drafted by the Wizards, but then he got traded to the Lakers. I think he's very underappreciated, in my opinion. I think he's a really good ball player. You know, he mostly comes off the bench. You know, he hasn't really started since the 2016, or sorry, well, mostly the 2015-2016 season. And after that, they mostly have him as a bench role. That's where he's been most of his career right now. I think he's just very underappreciated. I think he's a really good ball player. He's very underrated, in my opinion. I just feel like he's very underappreciated. Like, he doesn't really get the chance, to be honest. That's just what I feel. He's just a good ball player. He's just a really good ball player, in my opinion. I like I like how he plays, you know. I just feel like he doesn't get much of a chance. I feel like a lot of teams, you know, a couple of those teams have given up on him, like the Lakers and the Cavs. But not Utah right now. Utah was able to bring him back, sign him four years with $2 million, and he's a good ball player. just think he should get more, you know, more credit. Now let's look at the three-pointers, three-point shooters that got um, got signed. So Gallinari signed a three-year, he signed a three-year, $61.5 million contract with the Atlanta Hawks. That's interesting right there. And Gallinari, he's bouncing around from a lot of teams too. He's been with the Knicks, the Nuggets, the Clippers, OKC, and now Atlanta. You know, Gallinari is one of the best three-point shooters in this game right here. He really is. He actually averages most points back in the 2018-2019 season with the Clippers. So that's been something. You know, he's been he's been really good the last couple seasons. He really has with the Clippers and with OKC. So he's been really, really good. He was great out there in Denver. He had, you know, he was only with the Knicks for like a minute, like a hot minute for three seasons or two and a half seasons. The Nuggets, then he got traded to the Nuggets. But he's a really good ball player, Gallinari. Great three-point shooter, you know. I, man, I, don't, I don't see him just as a three-point shooter, kind of like the other two guys where I talk about that got signed, you know. You know, Gallinari is more than a three-point shooter. He is, like, a good... He is a good offensive player, you know what I mean? Like, he's just really good. He's fun to watch, you know. And we'll see how he does out there in Atlanta, you know. He can definitely help out Trey Young right there. You know, we know the Hawks are definitely going to compete. You know, they're building around Trey Young right here. Let's see what it leads to. So now, uh, Davis Burtons. He signed a three-year deal. Actually, not three-year deal. It was a five-year deal. Five-year, $80 million deal with the Washington Wizards. Now, this was, I mean, I don't know. This one's a huge contract right here, you know. He really kind of came out of nowhere, to be honest. He was drafted in 2011 by the Pacers and didn't come to the NBA until 2016 with the Spurs. Like, I'm like, all right. Like, that was something. So he finally signed with the Spurs in 2016 after getting traded there. Basically, like, for Kawhi Leonard. You know... I don't know about this contract right here. That's a huge contract right there for a guy. I don't know. 
I mean, I would say he's he's a solid ball player, in my opinion. He's a great three-point shooter. He really is, but $80 million for this guy? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it, to be honest. I just don't. I really don't like this contract right here. That's way too much for this guy. It's way too much. Five years, $80 million for a guy... I've only played 54 games last season, started four of them. I mean, come on. You're going to give this guy $80 million. I understand he's a great three-point shooter, but $80 million? That's way too much. That's way too much for this guy. That's way too much. Like, I can understand if it was, like, Gallinari or the next guy we're going to talk about, but, like, come on. Not this guy. That's way too much. What is this guy, like, a superstar right here? This guy's nobody. I'm sorry to say he's a Nobody. That's what I'm sure the Wizards... That's why John Wall probably wants out of Washington. He's probably thinking, like, why are you signing this guy? If I'm John Wall, I'd be thinking, like, why are you giving this guy a big contract for? You should give him a small contract. You should be building more pieces around the Wizards right here for me and Beal. This is not a piece right here. This is only a three-point shooter. That's it. You, you, that's all he does. But $80 million, though? For a guy who was also had injury problems, too, with his ACL, it's like, wow, that's really smart. Come on. Oh, but they signed John Wall. John, they signed John Wall before he became injury-prone. That's not their fault. It's their fault now signing this guy Burdens, who's injury-prone. They know that he's injury-prone. And, and now they signed him to a huge contract. It's like, why would you do that for? You could have built so much. You could have signed Gallinari, basically. You could have really just signed Gallinari. They should have just done that instead of signing this guy. I'm sure, I'm think, I think that would definitely please John Wall and Bradley Beal right there. Like, okay, Gallinari, fine. That's fine right there. You could work with that. Burton's, I don't see that working out at all. I think it's a stupid contract. All right, so last three points you were talking about. My boy, Joey Buckets, Joe Harris. Returning to the Brooklyn Nets, signing a four-year, $75 million deal. I know some people, like Nick fans that I know, say that's overpay. Whatever you say right there. If he signed with you guys, you guys would love it. Please. Like, let me say, let me say, let me say anything right here to you, Nick fans. You guys would enjoy signing Joe Harris. You guys would love it. You're just mad that the Nets, you know, right now, we're, we're at, we are where we're at right now. You know, maybe we're not going to make a trade this offseason. Maybe the whole Harden trade is not going to happen. Maybe there's going to be no Beal trade. Maybe there's going to be no trade for us. Maybe this is, like, the only moves we make. You know, bringing in Bruce Brown, Landry Shaman, who we got in a trade during the draft. You know, I think he's a solid ball player, and I like it. And now bringing back Joey Buckets right here, who's really made his career with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, he was with the Cavaliers. And then he got hurt, and then he got traded to Orlando. And then he was out of the league for a little, you know, because Orlando didn't pick up his contract. And the Nets brought him in free agency. And he's worked out He's worked out very well, Joe Harris. He, and he is more than a shooter. He's really expanded his game. You know, he drives in the paint more. You know, he's... I think he's good defensively. You know, he's really expanded his game. He's more than just a shooter. Everybody always says that. He's more than just a shooter. You know, he really has expanded his game right there, which is really good, you know. Um, and, you know, he won the three-point contest back in the 2018-2019 season. I remember actually going to the Nets game after the All-Star break. And we, Joe Harris got a loud ovation right there. It was nice. It was a nice ovation right there for him. And he definitely deserved it. He really deserved it, you know. Um... But I think he's, like I said, he's more than a shooter. You know, and like I said, you know, I've been 
friend who's a Knicks fan saying overpay, lol. I'm like, listen, if, if he would have signed with you guys, you would have been, like, screaming, like, screaming and jumping up and down. You would be happy to sign him. Like, please. He'd be a big free agent signing. That's all you would get. At least the Nets are making moves in free agency. That's all I'm saying. Like, the Knicks signing Ed Davis, which makes no sense. I mean, how many more power forwards do you need? I know they waived Gibson and Portis' contract, but still, it's like... How many more do you need? How many more power forwards do you need? Like the Nets, they needed Joe Harris, you know, right here. They really did, you know. A lot of people thought after they traded for Shaman, they kind of thought like, oh, maybe they're not going to bring back Joe Harris. But they did. They definitely did. So, I mean, potentially what the Nets lineup could look like, right now this is what it would look like. Like Kyrie, Levert, Harris, Katie, and Jared Allen. That's fine, but I, I still think they're going to bring in Ibaka. And they'll put him in power forward and put Katie at small forward. And Joe Harris will go to the bench, in my opinion. I think he'd be fine on the bench. You know, you could say, oh, but a guy with that kind of money, you're going to put him on the bench. I mean, that's fine. He could he could be sixth man right there. In my opinion, even though it's kind of like Dinwiddie's role, that's fine. You could still put Joe Harris on the court to end the game. Because in the last minutes of the game, you could put Kyrie... You could have Kyrie, Levert, KD, Harris, and Ibaka right there. That's what you can do. Those are the guys you can have on the court in the last minutes of the game right there. That's what you can do. You could definitely do that right there. It doesn't mean Harris, you know, it doesn't mean if you put Harris on the bench, it doesn't mean he'll be in a clutch moment later on in the game. They definitely will put him in clutch moments later on in the game. They'll definitely do that. They'll probably do some experiments, put like maybe like Dinwiddie out there, you know, and Harris. You know, they'll, they'll do some experiments, but... Hopefully they do sign Ibaka. You know, a lot of people think it's going to happen. Let's, let's, you know, let's hope so. But I think it's a really good signing here for the Nets. It really is. Bringing back Joe Harris, you know. He's always been, he's been a good ball player for the Nets. He really has found his career with the Nets. You know, with the Cavs, you know. He only had like a year and a half there before he got hurt. And then he got traded to Orlando. So he wasn't even there when they won the championship. He got traded after he got hurt. And like I said, he was out of the league until the Nets, you know, signed him. And... He's had a great career. He really has had a great career for the Nets. And now he's just getting started right here, you know. You know, you could say, like, oh, Katie and Kyrie don't want him and everything. Because, you know, because Kyrie didn't talk about, like, Joe Harris, like, you know, when he was talking about, like, it's glaring that we need another star and everything, you know. And he didn't, he mentioned a few names, but didn't mention Joe Harris's name. A lot of people thought maybe he's going to get traded. But no, they brought him back, you know. Kyrie just says, he just says shit, you know what I mean? But he's, he's really a good guy. You know, people make him, like, make him, like, out to be, like, a villain and everything. And, like, how Woj called him the disruptor. Okay, it is what it is. You know, people are going to hate on him his whole career, you know. Hey, let me just say this, though. I don't want to go completely off topic, but people have to understand Kyrie does have, he does have some mental issues. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I don't know specifically what he has right there, but mental health is a serious thing right here. Look at like look how Kevin Love, look how Kevin Love mentioned he still thinks about suicide. He still thinks about it. So mental health is real in sports. These guys are more than athletes, like Kyrie and like Kevin Love right now. Like we're talking about these guys right here. They're more than athletes. So if you're a fan right here and if you're thinking of saying bad shit to these guys. You should, like, take a step back and think, you know what? These guys are really going through a lot in their life. 
And not just these guys, every athlete's going through a lot of their life. It's just the truth, though. It's just the truth. You know, Kyrie, I'm not saying, like, he says stupid shit due to, like, you know, how he is. Like, no. But just, uh, you know, people need to, like, like back off a little bit. Like, people saying, like, he has mood swings. And when you have mental health problems, you have mood swings. That's fine. And you can even see Kyrie was, like, you know, when he was talking about that right there, you know, he was probably, like, thinking, like, why am I even talking about this for? Like, this is, like, really stupid. Like, you're not even taking this seriously. Like, I'm sure, like, that's what he was thinking. Like, you really think mental health is a joke. That's what I'm sure he was thinking, like, in the back of his mind. Thinking, like, wow, they're really going after me because I have mood swings. Like, wow, I'm not a, I'm not a person. He's a person. And he says everybody has mood swings. Everybody does. No matter who you are, you have mood swings. Just saying. And I love Kyrie. I love Kyrie for saying that. It's true. And you know what? Kevin Love, you know, still thinking about suicide. It's rough, it's rough to even hear that right there. It's like, oh, my God. It really is. It really, really is. He's been, I think he's been, like, suicidal for a long time, Kevin Love, they mentioned. <clears throat> like, he's mentioned ever since he's been with the Timberwolves, back in his Timberwolves days. He's felt that way. Listen, you don't know what these athletes are going through in the back of their mind. You really don't know. They're just people like me and you. They might be playing a game that we all love, but you know what? They're going through the same shit that we're all going through. Money doesn't make anybody happy. It doesn't. You could say, oh, but these athletes have a lot of money. That doesn't mean that doesn't make you happy right there. I'm sure them playing their game right there, that makes them happy. But the money, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. <clears throat> it doesn't define happiness right there. It doesn't. You know? Well, I'll definitely, you know, in the future I definitely will do a mental health episode like about like sports. I definitely will do that. Cause I don't want to go completely off topic, but you know, I love Kyrie, I love Kevin Love, you know, these guys. Are going through a lot. You know, Kyrie really hasn't, like, said what, like, he's going through. You know, like, how Kevin Love has really opened up about it, you know. I really hope Kyrie's not feeling that same way right there, you know. It's okay to open up right there. But you could even tell he was getting upset when they were talking about, like, him having mood swings. You could tell he wanted to get upset. But he held it in right there. Sometimes you just have to let it out right there. But I'm sure if he did let it out, if he started crying, I'm sure people would say, Oh, my God, he's such a disruptor. Look at him. Oh, my God. He's going to ruin the Nets culture like he did with... Boston, I'm like, you really ruin any culture out there in Boston. That's what you want to think. But, whatever. Uh, but, I'm also happy that Joey Buckets is still staying with the Brooklyn Nets. So, I'm really happy about that. He's had some story too, though. You know, being out of the league for a while. You know, and I come back to the Nets. You know, that feel, that, it feels really good. Alright. See what other moves here we could talk about right here. We did see uh, Detroit also get Jahil Okafor. That's actually not a bad signing right there. And they also got... Um, they also got Jermaine Grant, who signed a three-year deal out there, $60 million, with the Detroit Pistons. So the Pistons have made some pretty good moves right here. You know, Grant, who was just playing with the... Uh, Denver Nuggets as well. So they made some good signs right here, Detroit. You know, Brandon Okafor, Plumlee, and Grant. Some good signs, you know. I'm not saying the Pistons are going to compete this year, but they have made some solid moves. They're looking to change around right here. They definitely are. 
losing Christian Wood was definitely a big loss, but they they compromised by bringing in uh, by bringing in Grant. Oh no, there's a four team trade right here. We gotta talk about. Just saw it right now from Wolves. So as part of a four team trade, Stephen Adams trade. Well, actually, let's get the full details right here. Excuse me. Let's see. Let me get the full trade right here. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get like the full trade right here because it just happened right now. Let me let me pick, let me get it up right here with Stephen Adams. Okay. So Thunder of Greed and Principal Trade, Stephen Adams, the Pelicans, as part of a multi-team trade. Sources tell ESPN, OKC is getting back way for future first-round picks and second-round picks. That's what they've been doing. So transaction note, George Hill and Darius Miller traded to the Thunder as part of, a, as part of the Stephen Adams deal. Okay. And Stephen Adams has a, two point, has a $2 million trade bonus in his contract. That's some swap right there. And Steven Adams looks a lot like, you know, Jason Momoa, you know, Aquaman. He had a great career out there in OKC. He really did. He had a great career out there. He was loyal out there. He was good. You know, him going out there to, uh, go out there to Denver, that's huge. That's a huge trade right there. You know, OKC's traded away a lot of guys, but, you know... They make a lot of great moves. So it's Denver protected first round pick and second round picks in 2023 via Charlotte and 2024 via Washington. Okay. So we are seeing we are seeing a lot of moves right here. We are seeing a lot of moves. And as part of the trading guard, Eric Bledsoe is staying with the Pelicans. Okay, that's what Woes just said. So Bledsoe's not going anywhere just yet, probably. Okay. Uh, also, Marcus Morris re-signed with the Clippers. I just remembered that. I saw that last night. Get the full deal. So four years, $64 million to stay with the Clippers, you know. I really like Marcus Morris. You know, I love his game. He's like an old school ball player. And he always he always gets ridiculed for the way that he plays. I absolutely love the way that he plays basketball. I love it. I really do. I love the way that he plays the game. I really do. You know, he's he's like a dog. That's what he is, right? He's like a rabid dog on the basketball court. That's what I absolutely love about this guy. I love his game. He's not afraid to talk trash right there. He's not afraid to fight anybody. He definitely would have made it. Back in the 80s and the 90s when basketball wasn't so soft. Or it wasn't soft at all. You fight anybody. He would have made it on the Detroit Pistons back in the 80s. Like the nasty boys right there. He would have made it right there with Isaiah Thomas and them boys. Like that would have been amazing. That's just the way that he plays the game. He's an old school kind of guy. He's in the wrong era. He's in the wrong era of basketball. But I love the way that he plays. Like that's my kind of basketball player. I like a basketball player that can... Score and also be a vicious son of a bitch on the court. That's what I love right there. That's how basketball should be played. Not soft. I don't like soft basketball. That's why it's hard to watch sometimes. But I still love it. I still love the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to 
always watch them, but it's just hard to watch sometimes with foul after foul after foul. Everything's a foul. But back in the 80s and 90s, that was real basketball. It just was. And I wasn't even born that time. I was born in 2000. You just look at old highlights right there. It's like, that was real basketball, not the shit today. I mean, come on. It's just the truth, though. It's just too soft. It really is. It's like how Shaq mentions, like a cupcake era where you can't even touch anybody. It's like, come on. It's so stupid. It really is, but what are you going to do? You know, we all hear rumors that uh, John Wall... We are hearing... That John Wall wants out of Washington officially. You know, he really wants out of there. So, we'll definitely see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens right there. If Washington does trade him, he wants out. We have heard rumors about like a Westbrook and John Wall trade would, would send John Wall to to Houston and, and Russell Westbrook to, to Washington. I think, to be honest, I'll be completely honest with you. If that was to happen, I think with the Wizards would definitely be contenders. I think John Wall... Or not John Wall, uh, Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal could definitely work out together. I think they definitely could. Because Beal, he's not like Harden, you know what I mean? Like Harden's kind of got like his ego, and so does Westbrook. You know, Westbrook really has an ego. Bradley Beal, he doesn't have an ego in my opinion. So I think him and Westbrook could definitely work out if that trade happens. You know, we've heard a lot of trade rumors like Westbrook going to the Knicks, to the Hornets, down to the Wizards. We're hearing that Carmelo Anthony might be signing with the Knicks. I'm like, I don't have no idea why he would want to go back there for. Why would you want to go back there? You're going to waste more of your career. Now you're going to waste. You wasted your prime out there with the Knicks. Now you're going to waste like the end of your career with them. No, don't go to the Knicks. Go to a team that's. Go to a team that's ready to win. Fucking Melo should go to the fucking Lakers. He should. He really should. Or he should go to the Clippers. Or either. Or either come to the Nets, go to the Bucks, go to the Celtics, go to a team that's going to win. Don't go to the Knicks and waste your last years now with them. Don't do that. Or go back to Denver. Go back to Denver right there. Denver just went to the conference finals. So go to Denver. Or go to Utah. Go to any team that's ready to win right here. Go to a team that needs veteran leadership like Melo to bring him a championship. Do that. That's what he should do. Just saying, you should not go to the Knicks and waste your last years now with them. What that, that makes no sense. Why would you do that for? Go to a team that's ready to win right now, so you know you can get a championship. I know you probably just want to like you know chase a ring, but still, or go to the Suns. Go play with Chris Paul. Go to the Suns and play with Chris Paul right there. That would be really cool to see. That's what he should do. That's what he should do. I know. The, I know they said like the Blazers are still hoping to re-sign him. Well, here are the four best landing spots. Like we're here for, like Melo. One is the Lakers, two is the Raptors, three is the Nuggets. I mentioned them, and four would be the Bucks. So I, that's three out of the four teams that I mentioned. I didn't mention the Raptors at all, but those are three out of the four teams that I mentioned: the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Bucks. Right there. Go to a team that's going to win or has a chance to win. You know, I didn't mention Toronto. That'd be a good fit as well for him. Sure. He should go to a team. That is ready and willing to win right now. Not a team that's like, oh, we're, we're, we're close. Maybe we just need a couple more pieces. No. Don't do that. Just don't. Shouldn't do that at all right there. Don't lower yourself going back to the Knicks. Don't do that. I wouldn't even say re-sign with the Blazers. The Blazers aren't like... I mean, I don't know. The Blazers, you know, will they be good this year? Absolutely. But they make, they make some noise in the playoffs, but they can't really live up to it in the playoffs sometimes, you know. 
They did get to the conference finals a couple years ago, but I don't know. I think Melo should go to either one of those four teams right there. You know, I, I wouldn't say maybe the Raptors though. I don't know if he, I don't know if he, if he'd want to go there. But maybe the other teams, maybe the Miami Heat, maybe even the Miami Heat, who were just in the finals. Why not go there? Go play with Jimmy Butler. I don't know, man. <laughs> he should definitely not. Should definitely not lower himself. Should definitely not lower himself by going back to the Knicks. Don't do that. You wasted your whole prime out there. Don't go out there and waste like your last years right here. Just don't do it. Just don't do that. Just really don't. Makes no sense. Well, I see a lot of people talking about Ibaka right now. So things with Ibaka are starting to pick up right here. Just nothing yet. And uh, I want to talk about one one of the last signing right here. One of my favorite players from the Nets last season, Garrett Temple. So he's no longer with the Nets, obviously. He signed with the Chicago Bulls. One-year, $5 million deal. I'm going to miss Garrett Temple. I thought he was a solid piece for the Nets. You know, um, <clears throat> last season, especially in the bubble right there when the Nets didn't have, when they, most of the team right there wasn't in the bubble. Garrett Temple really stepped up for us, you know, especially in the regular season before the Nets were in the bubble. I felt like he was great. He was a great defender. He had his good offensive games. He had that one great game against Houston at Barclays Center where he was going off right there. I liked him. I, re- I really like Garrett Temple. You know, I'm upset that he's gone, but... Chicago's got a great piece right there in Garrett Temple. They really, they really do. And, you know, this guy, the way that he dresses Garrett Temple when he doesn't play, you know, when he's been, like, hurt, this guy looks like an executive right here. He really does. He dresses really sharp. This guy's either going to be an executive in this league or he's going to be a head coach because, you know, he's 34 right now. I think he's got, like, at least a couple more years left in his career. You know, he's definitely going to be either, like, an executive in this league or he's going to be a head coach. He definitely is going to be a head coach in this league. If that's what he desires right there. He could be a GM. You see how he dresses. He's one of the most sharpest dressers in the NBA. Not like one of those goofy guys that wear like goofy clothes and everything. Like he dresses really sharp. Like he dresses like a businessman. Like he treats it like a business. Which I absolutely love right there. He treats it like a business. He doesn't wear stupid clothes. You know, he dresses like a businessman. That's how right there. So I mean... It'd be really cool to see him, you know, get a nice executive job or a head coaching job in the future. I definitely think he will. But much respect to him, you know, out there in Chicago. I really wish he was still with the Nets, but what are you going to do? It is what it is, you know. I, I'm going to miss him out here. But, he'll, but Chicago's definitely got a good one. They definitely got a good one out there. They definitely do. All right, guys, well, that's it for right now with NBA free agent signings right here. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Definitely, there's, there's definitely going to be more signings. There definitely is going to be more signings. I'll definitely talk about that with you guys. But I will talk to you guys this afternoon with my WWE Friday Night SmackDown review and my Survivor Series predictions for tomorrow. So it'll be a two-part episode, basically, like after my review, which I'll write in the Survivor Series predictions, all right? All right, all right, guys. And also tomorrow, you know, me and King MGJ are doing an episode about, like, Robinson Cano and his PED suspension. And I'm going to talk to him tonight about, like, We'll make our like our 2021 Hall of Fame predictions right here. Like you know, who we think will make it to the Hall of Fame in 2021. Especially, we'll we'll also talk about like you know people that just got on the ballot right now and who will make it in the future. Not like this year in 2021 coming up, but like in the future, like guys that made it on the ballot. They're on the ballot now. 
Alright guys, well, talk to you guys later on.